popping off on social media. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, ple I'm very pleased about that. Like, I was saying, I was kind of worried that a game like this would just kind of, like, sink beneath the waves really quickly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's doing a pixel art game at this stage in, like, indie production and stuff. It feels like it's a little bit of a risk. No. <laughs> but, uh, I think for your you know, next move, you should open an Antifa-style restaurant. The other safest investment <laughs> that you make. You know, I could just, instead of Antipasta, you got Antifa pasta. <laughs> Delicious. You call it Bella Chow. Oh, damn. That's excellent. That's a good one. I like that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I am your host, Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Yo! And today we are doing a very special interview with the developers of Tonight We Riot. Hi, guys. Hey, Hello. how's it going? Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's pretty good. So uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and uh, talk about like what your role on the team is. Sure. Um, so I'm Ted Anderson. Uh, I which did the lion's share of the artwork on our game. Nice. And... Yep, I made all the pretty things happen. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I'm Steven, I'm the the programmer and I did the level design. Dope. So it was it was it you who created the monster truck? Between the two of us, yeah. Uh, um, oh, it was a joint effort. Yeah, uh, full discretion. Uh, we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do for the World 2 boss fight and mm -hmm. I came online and Stephen happened to be online, but uh, only one of us was five beers in. And <laughs> I was like, it's got to be a monster truck. We're out running a giant wood chipper. Nice. <laughs> uh, I haven't gotten to that boss yet, so looking forward to that. I finished the first boss fight and I kept getting, I kept getting mad because I'm like, what? two stars? That's bullshit. <laughs> you, you did three stars worth of destruction. Yeah. I, I had no problem. <laughs> yeah, Reese fucking Reese fucking got all the achievements somehow in like a day. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. It was we adopted the laser fists. I was born into them. <laughs> I, I admit I had to look up the last two involving the birds because I, I, I just I looked at them and was just like, I might as well wrap this up, but luckily somebody had already written a guide. Oh nice. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, I saw that. I, w I was thinking, oh man, I should I should one of those wikis like a lot of games have a wiki somewhere online where fans have posted everything uh -huh. and ours didn't have that i was like you know i should make one of those and then somebody wrote all that up and i'm like oh i don't have to now this is wonderful that's incredible yeah. it's been like it's been out for like what two or three days uh, now yeah it's it's weird because there's people like the game had been out 12 hours and i saw somebody had logged seven hours on it and i'm like first of all if I'm being honest, there's not seven hours of content in that game. There's like <laughs> there's like five if you go through and get all the unlocks and you get this and that and 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 um, you know if you're playing co-op maybe you go through another time and um, but yeah I'm like this person had been on there for you know maybe that's the person who made the guide now that I think about it and they were just going through like real detailed it's oh that's yeah. mystery solved I bet that's what it was I'm trying to figure out what uh, skippity skip skip was yeah skippity skip skip. Yeah, you you grab a hold of a bird and it takes you to the top of uh, Whippleton's tower. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, like I'm curious to hear like a little bit more about what went into like, the development of the game because I I distinctly remember seeing this game like in 2017 or, or thereabouts yeah. and being like, oh man, that's cool, an Antifa game. And then I just like never heard anything about it till like th- two weeks until it came out. Um, so like, I mean, that's part of the issue of how long it took for us to make the game is that this has always been kind of like a night project for us. Mm-hmm. So like, if this had been like an actual salary to everybody in an office kind of development, it would have taken a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Not even. Yeah. Yeah. But because like, you know, two of the people involved have kids and, you know, during summertime, daycare is not exactly like super readily available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a quarter of the year, we, we lost a lot of productivity because we were being... Because you had the unpaid labor of raising the next generation. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, but also just because, like, you know, we didn't really have a, you know, fire under our butts to do so. It was like, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. There's no real rush. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not like we had a contract with a publisher where they were like, okay, these are the dates you have to have these milestones met by or anything like that or mm-hmm. anything really being enforced on us at all. Um, uh, and so it was just, it was on, it was always on our own time and work expands. You know? well, I was just going to say that like, also there's a lot of learning curve stuff that went on during. Oh yeah. I mean, this is the first time I've ever done kind of animation, um, a full UI of a game, like everything from the main menu art to, uh, you know, doing filler stuff for missing, uh, font bits. You know, just all sorts of little fiddly things I never thought I'd have to really do. Mm-hmm. And Ted's, you know, like an industry vet, even if he hasn't worked on this kind of stuff specifically. But this was this was my very first game. Uh, like I'd oh, done wow. a couple of little game jams, but I had just mm-hmm. come out of a, a computer science master's program. And, you know, I had a, my wife's working full time. I have a kid. I need something flexible so I can, you know, keep taking care of the kid. Uh, and so this, this was that, but it was also my first game. So, uh, I think I was really the bottleneck that, that delayed Uh a lot of it because, uh, I, this was basically like a game design year program Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, that, that was the way I justified it anyway, because I, whenever I would sit back and think, man, if this game bombs, I've spent like three years, a whole lot of time working on it. The way I would sort of justify that self was, well, you know, if I had like, onto a game design school i would have spent two or three years paying them money to learn this sort of stuff that's true uh, and wouldn't have come out with any game at the end or at least <laughs> you know not a shippable title so right yeah. and certainly okay. from what i understand not going to that game design school is far from any kind of job guarantee yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. and like also to uh an absolute feather in his cap like i worked uh Retro Studios for about five years, and I shipped a bunch of, you know, different product, uh, products for Nintendo and gone through, like, a lot check process, which is, like, their master disc thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never seen a game pass lot check on the first try. And tonight we write it. Nice. And I have never been more stunned. What is a lock check? A lock check... Just like they, they make sure that your game is bug, as bug free as reasonably possible and that it actually runs, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And it doesn't install okay. sonic.exe into your <laughs> system 32. 
Yeah. All nerds.exe. Yeah, like that's that like Steam does a little tiny check and it just makes sure that what you're shipping isn't Trojan, you know, isn't isn't just, you know, right. ransomware or something like that. <laughs> that um, would be cool if you sold people ransomware. <laughs> right? Um and uh um yeah, it's sort of like people talk I know a bunch of mobile developers talk about the difference between Android and and the Apple Store and mm-hmm. how Apple Store is like a way more intense check process. Um mm-hmm. but this is even more like other extremes where uh where steam basically has no checks at all and then nintendo yeah they spend many 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 hours with it you know putting it in all these different states you know take installing the controllers like this and then doing this and then playing it for this long and then uh, just looking for any sort of behavior that isn't precisely nintendo guidelines any any usage of nintendo terms that doesn't comply precisely in any language <laughs> precisely with the way they want their trademarks represented now it's time to kill the vile italian plumber barrio <laughs> yeah I, w- I was gonna ask if wario was available as one of the workers uh, for the switch version but i guess uh, i guess probably i think not. wario would probably be on the other side of that conflict to be honest well i mean would he though i mean there are there are such people as the wow please oh, yeah. that was terrible that was terrible <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> means uh means tv did that political alignment of all the mario kart characters oh. and it was fantastic oh i, I don't think I i've seen, seen that, that one yeah yeah sounds excellent mario was libertarian by the way he was just <laughs> keep <laughs> the government out of my business keep my yeah oh of course I, I thought he would be like a monarchist <laughs> oh peach 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 was a monarchist right um makes yeah. sense yeah i mean you'd kind of she'd kind of have to be because yeah. otherwise she'd uh, abolish her own kingdom yeah, I think sure. it was like a Wario Jr. or something, and he was like a single issue Second Amendment voter. Wow. So- <laughs> <laughs> but- something I want to ask, and I'm sorry if this uh, steps on the toes of the fan questions, but for the leftist content of the game, was there any issues with Nintendo's and and the themes of it, or were they okay with that? We were kind of worried about that. Um, right. And so, actually, you'll notice like the game came out days earlier on. Uh, on nintendo than it did pc mac and linux mm-hmm. and part of that was we made it through lot check we made it through you know getting the page approved and this and that and that and there there were some nitpicky things on the page but it was easy enough to clear up every time you sort of resubmit anything to nintendo they go through a whole nother check and so mm-hmm. um when we realized we needed to push the pc because of something weird on steam we needed to push the pc release back three days could have talked to nintendo and had them push their release back three days we just had to run it past them again huh? uh, because we were concerned that they would be you know it's not advocating terrorism but i could see someone accusing us of that and uh right. uh people have <laughs> you look at <laughs> the sure. forums <laughs> you... no i i mean you know it's it's the sort of thing is that like obviously the developers of doom do not think that cutting someone up with a chainsaw will yield ammo yeah. but exactly. some crazy people do equate the two and exactly. people are uh are a lot less reasonable uh sometimes when it comes to leftist stuff oh for sure you know? yeah that's it's a that's a huge double standard I, I, honestly, like when I played the game and I was like killing cops with bricks, I'm like, part of me was like, I'm actually surprised 
this game is out on platforms. Like, it just so seems like what's the kind wild of thing. about that is throwing in the perspective of like Grand Theft Auto, where you can just like murder cops en masse. At least it's not ideolo- uh, ideological. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the back and forth is that it's, you know, it, it, there's so much violence, so much fucked up shit you do in games, but with the leftist uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ideology behind it. Uh, I, I know we're having a serious discussion right now, but the, I'm just, I had to go to the discussions page. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's such a giant pile. If you want to see like some real low hanging fruit argument, I love low hanging fruit. That's what this <laughs> we whole love. Show we love this. We love the salt. Yeah. Let's do a and little salt. Here's one. McCarthy did nothing wrong. That's a that's a fun one. <laughs> yeah, I think history disagrees. Uh, pretty much. Um, yeah. Fuck me. This game is just silly. Game about Karl Marxist idea. Lol. Seen this idea put in real world and putting more people in grave faster than anything God could think of. <laughs> and you can't <laughs> throw bricks really fast in our Oh a second ago when I was saying, oh, somebody accused us on there of encouraging ter- terrorism, it was someone accused us of excouraging uh, terrorism. Oh my god, <laughs> That's, I, I love that. Abby's uh, first boot to lick. Uh, <laughs> Vietnam? Question mark? This game doesn't seem to be set in Vietnam, yet uses the Vietnamese flag. That's pretty disrespectful. What the Isn't fuck? <laughs> the one that I saw that I loved uh, was one guy being like, well, I am a socialist, but this game seems to be yeah. racist against white people, and I refuse to engage with oh, s- yeah. stuff like that. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> And then there's like a million threads being like, oh, you're a socialist, but yet you charge money for the game. <laughs> <laughs> You've been owned with your own yeah. logic. What's kind of wild to me about that, like, over and over again, is that, like, that seems to be such an immediate go-to. Uh-huh. And it's weird to me, like how little under how little of an understanding of the ideology uh, the ideology carry water for they actually have. Like, I don't understand like the whole vision of labor, the whole like you know labor value thing. And yeah, we're we're working for ourselves and taking money for ourselves. That's mm-hmm. us owning the means of production. It does exactly what it says on the box. Socialism is when things are free, and if you don't make it free, it's not socialism. That's generally the understanding in the U.S. A lot of those, because the, a thousand times, like we even put an FAQ on the release announcement and it just had like that question <laughs> as the, had like a separate, from the FAQ, we had below it the incessantly asked questions and it was just that question. Oh, and it was, yeah. <laughs> um, it's that, I mean, all those people posting that question again and again and again, they're the American posters. There's people right. from other countries posting various things, but it's that's just become the U.S. understanding of socialism equals free things. The U.S. and it's, you know, it's our education system, I guess. I don't know. A lack thereof. It's just like you know, a concerted effort to make you know socialism, communism, anarchism, everything in between, like this kind of weirdly amorphous bad guy that's going to steal your money and then also maybe your penis. Oh, it's. <laughs> The nice thing is, too, though, you read the forums and you read things like this post from the Global South Will Rise Again. The only thing that makes it better is watching anti-union fascist bootlickers get triggered, one, three, one, two. And and you see people and like someone responded being like, oh, I was going to wait till this game was on sale. But uh, since I see everyone is so mad, I kind of want to just 
you know, rise up and, and help support the game. So it's nice that it's been a little bit of a focal point of people wanting to support you as well. Yeah. yeah. I would prefer like people enjoying the merits of the game, but if they, they see the mountain of garbage that's being thrown at us and they, and they want to build their own mountain and that's, that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's. I, I went and I took a pic. I took a look at like the you know, the Steam forums, and it was like the same garbage I see on Twitter every day. Just, <laughs> like the same like, garbage you see on Twitter, but dumber because it's a concentration yeah. of gamers. I gotta say though, I'm I'm logged in as the as the mod all the time. Uh-huh. It's so because normally you're on Twitter and all the time you're thinking, man, I wish I could just like obliterate this tweet or like ban this person <laughs> from ever talking again. And I have that power, like the whole time that button is just yeah. right there. I keep trying to block idiots on Twitter, but then I just click edit profile instead, and it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like. By ban- so I've only banned two people so far. One person was just spamming new threads like they did like five in an hour. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, all right, that that nobody can have a discussion at all or ask a question about the game because they're spamming new threads. Uh, and then somebody else, I think it was the same person you were talking about. Uh, we're saying the game is racist against white people. He started he started going off about the Jews. And, uh, <laughs> really went off. So I banned oh, no. him. Uh, I banned him. I think Valve would have eventually. Valve, Valve banned a couple of other people that I hadn't even been to yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I've only used it for those two instances, and everywhere else I've just left it up, like just all of the garbage. And uh, man, um, that's like that's yeah. just begging for someone like us to just go tro- trolling through it just to mine it for content. Just, to, <laughs> just do Absolutely. dramatic readings of just misspelled things like. Karl Marxist idea. I've seen it work in. Re- I've seen it happen in real life. It killed more people uh, than God. Yeah. Uh, apparently, everybody's dad was at Tiananmen Square. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are there any issues uh, with review bombing? Um, not as much. But really, not as much as we expected. Like, yeah, I. You have to buy the game on Steam to bomb it. So. Exactly, but you can then return it, and I, I oh, there I is see. at least one person who. As near as I can tell, because he didn't seem to know that much about the game. There was one one person who it seemed like was early on just just trolling and posting all this stuff. Then apparently bought the game, I guess, uh, and then just let it run for a few hours. And then a review like this this uh, review with just whatever you could see from uh, in play and like the trailer and stuff and, and criticized that um, and then returned it. And then I was a little worried about that, but I think steam has some sort of um sort of thing in their voting algorithm for that because i i saw a few negative reviews that to people buying the game that review returning the game uh and it they don't seem to be weighing against us right now i looked at the reviews and it was like 100 percent positive and i'm like but i see these negative reviews why is it 100 percent positive but maybe maybe they're looking for that sort of thing it'd be a, it'd be a good thing to include in your algorithms and to, to deal with review bombing well, there's definitely, I think they made a lot of changes after people got furious at, at games that were on the Epic Store and would review oh. them on Steam. Um, yeah. So I think that, unfortunately, they shot themselves in the foot because now they can't complain about the real, the real enemy, communism. <laughs> That's fun. I can see that there's definitely a concerted effort on GOG to try and get, like, uh, uh, red fascists. 
That's cool. Uh, yeah. Neat. <laughs> oh god, I haven't looked at the GOG one in two days. It's by Wishmaster seven seven seven, and they have a Celtic symbol in there there as their profile. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I look at it and I'm like, oh, okay, the overall rating is just a four out of five, including, you know, obvious troll account. Verified people who actually own the game, 4.9 out of five. Filters based on rating, 4.8 out of five. Like, oh, yeah. This is okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I hate to be enthusiast media, but it's a fun game. You know, it's. Uh, a well put together indie so i think that it is not surprising that people are responding to that even if you know they don't uh, respond to the polemics yeah. and it, there's valid criticisms like if somebody said oh the campaign's short i'd be like i know right like it take content takes a lot a lot of time and and uh, i like short games i like yeah. a game that i can sit down with an evening why isn't this call of duty it? five exactly <laughs> I, but uh, i can that... see, you know Where's uh, our Where's our triple A Antifa games? The, you know the ones that take giant <laughs> studios uh, and like gross exploitation and crunch to to make. Why Why don't those exist? Yeah. I love that it was short. I was so pleased when I was like, "Am I wrapping this up? Was this just like a full experience?" We've complained a lot about on the podcast about the the endless grinding games that uh, yeah we have to endure, and it's nice to just like sit mm-hmm. down with something and just you know I. Hundred percent did all the achievements in like four hours, and twenty five percent of that was trying to three star four four because that was that was difficult. Pretty tough. Yeah. 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 I, I look forward to getting to the later levels and just getting absolutely gamer furious because <laughs> I can't get the three star rating. <laughs> yeah. No testing it. Because uh, um, I need to like test the achievements and make sure they work properly and this and that and. Uh, Getting like the limo level, the limo chase level, uh, getting that three three gears, three stars. Mm-hmm. God, it sucked so bad. <laughs> Every time I would change something, I would need to test that again. And so I would like, I would play, if you play co-op, that's one more follower because the the other player, they have their own crowd, but they count as a person too. So I would like have my daughter, a lot of play testing, I'd have her play as the gunner. And uh, uh, and then I would try and steer, and the two of us would just sit there every time I would change something to, and and to try and get three gears, and I I never got better at it not uh, much anyway. It was just so unforgiving after the rest of the game had a little bit. I, I don't want to criticize the game on the on the podcast, but you know, since you brought it up, it, that was the the issue is that even having one more follower, uh, I think I would have made it through because so many times one of my little dudes would get knocked out like yeah, ten feet. One little from mistake. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, after once I started getting into Bootlick Bayou, I started realizing like, oh shit, uh, you can't fuck around in these levels. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh, then yeah. I, I'll run out of throwing weapons, and then guys with chainsaws will just like rip me in half. Yeah, and like, you know, some of those guys in that actually ended up being one of the first impetuses for like one of the unlockables. It was like, I want that goddamn chain. I want to go get back and get revenge. Well, I didn't yeah. get the chainsaw because guess what? I got two stars. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But it's just like, God damn it! Give me the stars. Uh, Actually, can you just give give me the developer code to give me the stars? <laughs> There's an achievement in the game called "Get Good at Video Games." Oh. You should consider that. <laughs> yeah. God damn. 
but there was an achievement um, that we originally had. I don't know if you know, but you can liberate those saw guys. Like they're coming at you with a chainsaw, but yeah. if you kill their leader, they'll come on your side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, we had one that said uh, horseshoe theory confirmed. Wow. They're like this right wing, right wing militia. You know, <laughs> and they're coming at you. And then all of a sudden they just put down their chainsaw and they're leftists now. And, and it's wow. not that I'm a believer in horseshoe theory at all. I just thought it was a funny joke. Um, right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Ted, Ted vetoed that one. Yeah, I think the only reason why was because I know that there's enough sincere people out there in the world who definitely believe that shit. And yeah. Yeah, no. Have you had any responses from liberals? I'm very like I know I know the, like the fucking chuds are gonna be yeah. like, butt hurt about it. Exactly. But I want to know what the liberals say. Do they have you had sincere responses like, oh my gosh, I don't think a game like this is very helpful in this political climate. I think you, I think you'd be probably <laughs> oh. teaching kids the wrong kind of lesson about how to engage with our political system. It's hard to tell because it, it like I've I've seen a couple of people take that tone on the Steam forums. Uh-huh. It's just that's who's going to troll and they're going to take a variety of mm-hmm. no sort of like that person who was disingenuously saying, well, this looks way too much like the flag from Vietnam. And like it's like this he doesn't care. This person does not care about that. But they are. Well, you know, they, they, yeah, exactly. They don't actually give a shit about. Uh, and I, I kind of doubt that. The Vietnamese government really gives you shit either. Oh, you're doing a game that supports revolution? All right, dope. Cool. Yeah. Can you unlock <laughs> yeah. Ho Chi Minh as a playable character? <laughs> yeah, give him a mech seat this time. I think that would. Uh, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into. You should do this for a video game. Would that be cool? <laughs> <laughs> might update it. I don't know. Some of the ideas people have had, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I'll go on an update. <laughs> We've had an idea for a, a while of the Internationala edition, where you would have a few more languages. You would be able to pet the dog. Oh, um, yes. very important. Yeah, a couple other things. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you haven't included that content in there already, because like, I don't know, talk to Ted. He needed. He he didn't feel like doing the animations for it. Oh. So. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, like, this is actually this is actually a really good teaching out there who might say like ah oh, lazy devs exactly exactly <laughs> it's understandable it would have been like how many it would have because you so i think oh, it would have been eight different characters he would have had to make a full animation for because every single character like yeah, there's all those different variations in the little sprites and then if you mm-hmm. get the unlock for the tracksuit well that's a whole nother set and with mm. more characters so he would have had to make many many different versions of uh, you know just that one little animation if he made any changes to it then he'd have to update all those i'd have to code them in so i was kind of thankful when he was like yeah let's table it <laughs> yeah i can understand just so the can you pet the dog account will give you one tweet yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I don't know if Reese, you, there's anything else you want to talk about. We're at like half an hour now. I kind of want to get into. We got a ton of questions from people on our server. Just real quick, I'm curious to if the what your next thoughts are on a project are, if any, or if you're just happy with the game for the I moment. I got an idea. Here's a here's an idea that's completely unmotivated my my own personal interests. Uh, Armored Core, but uh, a communist. Communist Armored Core. <laughs> uh, there just hasn't been a new Armored Core in a very long time, and I I need one. 
Yeah, like maybe but, a communist steel battalion where you have to get the uh, the peripheral, like the giant oh control God. panel. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, one thing I'm curious about is how did like the team even get started? Like, did you all meet at a game jam or something? It started because like I reconnected with an old friend who I knew back in Dallas. I had this friend who was like you know working as a programmer and being involved in a lot. Of jams and such. Ted, if you're cutting out a good bit, so I'll, I'll the story because that's where I came on to the scene. Okay. Um, so yeah, that for a while it was just the three of them. Uh, Sean, the the programmer he's talking about, uh, um, George, this uh, sound engineer, and and Ted. When Sean had to take a, a full time job, I think out in California or something like that, they were without a programmer, and um, and then. The sound engineer uh, was my old college roommate. And when I was in Texas, in San Antonio for a PAX, I think, I've, I've staffed PAX conventions for, for years and years and years. Um, and uh, uh, reconnected in San Antonio during PAX South and uh, said, hey, I'm working on this game, but we just lost our programmer. And at that point, I had just come out of this degree program and I needed something flexible. Uh, mm. And so I started, I didn't think it was going to be permanent. I, I said, well, you know what? That's a cool project. I'll, all they had was like a little demo level at that point. They had just barely scratched the surface. And um, I was like, well, yeah, let me see if I can make it work on a controller. Let me see if I can make it work with co-op and like add a second player. Let me see if I can. Then after a while, I'm like, oh, I'm in this now. I'm a part of this. And uh, let me see uh, if I can make it mine Bitcoin in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the at a certain point you're in you're in so deep you're like oh this has to be this has to be shipped and this has to be uh, right so i guess like i've got more questions but like i'm curious like what the the timeline worked out to be like because i know very early on there was just like the the trailer on like steam and on, on youtube yeah. like screenshots was, and stuff it was a long time ago like like ted first started making art for this five years ago it was bef it was so long ago that the people who were saying oh this is this or that is a reference to trump well, ted made the art for the villain and, and all that before trump announced and before he was in politics like oh my god like he had, it just sort of turned <laughs> out to be kind of like him uh it well, was you it gotta was you gotta back. think of like a a big evil capitalist and i mean <laughs> trump is like the stereo like in the 90s is like such a huge like character yeah. Really? Like, yeah. my instructions i gave to the concept artist uh andrew olson who made our poster design i just said to him i was like you know i just want this dude your stock standard 80s bad guy mm, businessman bad guy uh, and so, you know, Chet Whippleton III was born. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. If you went back and he was like, well, I'm going to use uh, Back to the Future as inspiration. Well, Biff is based on um, that was where that character was based on. So maybe in a roundabout way, maybe maybe it was based on trouble. We just didn't know it. Yeah, it is pretty much undeniable the influence that uh, Trump has had on our culture. Uh, even before he managed to uh, fucking yeah. <laughs> get into the White House. Yeah. So I, I have another question. You mentioned uh, Metal Slug, and I can definitely see that influence, but like, what are the, some of the games that inspired you to make this specific, uh, I, I guess, mix 
Well, I mean, like, the gameplay itself, we've always said, is kind of like if you took Street Rage and mixed it with Pikmin. Um, right. I, I definitely got a huge Pikmin vibe from Control. Especially when they all just fucking die. I'm just like, well, <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's a very Pikmin. But as far as, like, a look goes, the NES early SM pixel art games because that's where I was a kid those games were out that to me is like the golden age mm, for sure and uh, so I really wanted to grab that and so initially we had 21 colors we ended with 24 with the colors it was it was uh, like you said it started off with a palette of 21 colors and then it was a big to do every time it added a new color it was there had to be a specific reason mm-hmm. like uh i don't know like it's wes anderson or something like the palette <laughs> is very important then the finished product, i'm like oh yeah that's why it looks good is because you were so particular about these things it's not a hodgepodge of this and that what was the last color that was added yeah. um it was a mid-tone gray i was gonna ask are you guys ready for the uh the fan questions i got that's so sweet. many of them all right let's do this yeah okay, reese you ready I'm ready. Okay. So, Antifa Warlord Conky says, My question is, you are hate capitalism, yet you release game commercially? <laughs> oh, shit, he's right. You gotta call it out. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta call my mom and solemnly inform her that I have been owed. Yeah. That's very sad. I'm oh, very sad. Right now. Oh my gosh! Uh, no, it's four a.m. in Poland. I can't. I can't. I can't call GOG. I don't know. I think we're gonna have to. I think we're just gonna have to go with it now. Just gonna have to pull it off the internet. An argument never occurred to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Conky has a real question. What came first, the game mechanics or the ideology? Did you already have a working game prototype you molded the aesthetic around, or did the mechanics of the game evolve out of desire to tell a leftist story? Uh, it's the latter. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. It was like, ah, I want to make this kind of game. And also, I knew full well that even if I've got my ideology or whatever, the game's not fun. It's not fun. Right. So mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time working on that. Spent a lot of time game. making it not fun. Got it. listen it's not a leftist game if it doesn't if it's not like just a giant wall of text explaining the entire history of uh fucking how much yards of linen it takes to make a coat (laughs) it's such a it's that's such a specific burn on so many games like i liked (laughs) yeah no it's it, it is like the game mechanic that because it's so satisfying as, as a game designer. It's really, really satisfying when you can communicate anything through a raw game mechanic. And with games in general, it's usually like the one protagonist it's who solves everything. And that, that tells, it's an ideology kind of associated with that, right? Like it's, it's right. big sniffs at that it, ideology. Just, <laughs> even, even if you're not talking about ideology, just a way to look at the world. Like, and there's sort of these two competing ways to look at history with the great man theory of history where, we're big time decision makers, the big influence on history versus right. the people's history where it's you know, these large movements over time. And so in a game, it's always sort of implicitly endorsing that great man theory of history because it's usually just the one character. Because you play as the great man. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, the white um, male protagonist is what you you play as usually, but mm-hmm. it's usually just that. You know, it's it's um, it sort of endorses that. So it, to have as, as a mechanic trying to get away from that, trying to, to be no one individual from this group is as important as the movement as a whole. Um, to communicate that in a game mechanic was uh, it, satisfying. There's a few other little game mechanic-y things that, that are really satisfying to include. Like the, the overarching one of having a Marxist theory of history represented in a game mechanic, mm-hmm. um, it flowed from the ideology. And and I think what works is that it's a great joy to have, you know, your 11, 12 dudes and you all have your bricks wailing on the mech or whatever compared yeah. to if you let most of them die and it's like two or three of you getting picked off. Like yeah. that's a real joy of the game to me personally is when you're able is when that comes through and that works. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day of like what other games at least attempt to make you feel like you're part of a movement. I think the experience that I think is probably the most similar to, all right, this is a people's history. This is a movement and you're excited to be a part of a movement. It's maybe like the, a lot of the MMOs like Eve, Eve online. Mm-hmm. Like I have so many friends who are so into it and the factions, oh, yeah. and they, they feel <laughs> like they have like this patriotism or this one little faction and their one little group on Eve. And, and they tell like these overarching stories of like, Oh, these people liberating this other group and, and this and that. Um, and, uh, and then you try and play it, and it's just a fucking spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it's intimidating. But yeah. All right. We got more questions here. Tony Donuts asks, uh, did you do any field research to really capture what it was like to beat up cops and billionaires? <laughs> My lawyer is informing me not to come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that Very answers well. that one. Uh, all right, so Celestia asks, Celestia asked like a, a fucking ton of questions. They got super hyped. How did you arrive at the idea of playing as a crowd of riders? Uh, it's such a great way of avoiding any kind of lone hero narrative. So I'm curious if they started with the idea or came across it somewhere in development. It was always that sort of game. And so I think we already like talked about the, the ideology about it. So I'll just move on to the next question. Uh, Jarhead Kunz says, uh, how did you wind up working with Means TV? I'm actually curious about this myself. We had another publisher for a while. Um, at first, uh, Ted was starting off with no publisher, went to like got invited to South by Southwest without a publisher, and was really sort of going at it alone. Um, and then uh, we hooked up with with uh, New Blood, uh, a different publisher. Wonderful, wonderful place. <laughs> like wonderful publisher. I never want to say anything bad. New Blood because they've been really good to us and and they make incredible games. Um, and then we parted ways. It was definitely no animosity there, but it was just sort of like New Blood's making a niche for themselves with all these. The last five games they've made have been these Doom-like, uh, spooky first-person shooters, and we're kind of this odd one out. And I don't know. It didn't feel like the right place. So we were going to strike it out on our own, uh, and we were gonna uh, we were gonna like publish on our own and and uh, uh, go to Switch and do all that on our own. Um, but like a month or two after we parted ways with New Blood, uh, Means TV, uh, like a friend of a friend, I think of Ted's, connected him, and uh, it's just the perfect fit. Uh, they had been right. thinking about moving into games because you're you're familiar with the concept of Means TV, this this mm-hmm. grown collective making video content and streaming it and sharing the profit and just uh, a really cool setup. And they had sort of been thinking maybe maybe one day they'd look at doing the same thing for games uh and here they had 
a game that was pretty much done. Uh, you know, we, we needed to do some more testing and, and work on a little bit of, of uh, porting. It was, it was pretty well done. It was just really, really good timing. And they've been wonderful to work with. <laughs> like they, you know, New Blood has more experience in, in publishing games and uh, uh, Beans has more experience in publishing leftist content. And I, I feel like the latter has turned out to be more important than the former. They've definitely been pushing it like real hard on social media. I've been seeing like yeah. retweets from retweets from all our friends who are streaming the game. Yeah, oh, they've they've been really good about pushing it, but also just knowing how to handle the trolls, knowing how to handle, knowing how to speak about the content, knowing how to speak about the ideology. Probably not the really first important. time that they've dealt with the questions like you are a socialist yet you charge money for something. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Confusion That's... that uh, socialism is somehow fundamentally incompatible with the idea of exchanging currency or or a market or anything. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been wonderful to work with Means. We're huge fans. And you, everybody should check out Means TV if they haven't already. Absolutely. Cool. Let's see. So another question is, how is the team organized? They want to know like, if you're operating as like a co-op or, some, or a workplace democracy or something. Like, sure. Okay. So as far as like the legal organization, there's very few places you can actually register something as a worker-owned co-op. It's like Cali- mm. no, Colorado is just about the only state you can do that. Uh, and so what a lot of places do is they'll just organize as LLC somewhere or something like that. But then they run it via shop democracy. Nobody makes more money than anyone else. And, and they run it like that. And that's in the beginning, uh, it was much more granular where, where decision, like everybody was voting on every single decision and it was sort of unmanageable. And over time, we've kind of divided it up into departments a little more where Verge has sound and every decision related to um uh, sound design and, and music and everything it's what he does and, and it's his decision uh and you know obviously ted's not telling me how to how to write some code or anything mm-hmm. like that um but then like overall concepts and like introducing new threats and enemies and any of those major decisions you shop democracy usually we can reach a consensus and uh it's not like someone needs to get outvoted we kind of come to a consensus otherwise we yeah we we vote <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that really sounds like democracy to me based off of my experience. I think you should have somebody who doesn't even work there anymore, like the guy who left, call in and ask several other people to drop out so that the decision can be made uh, by the the dumbest, least popular person. And then that would be democracy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, An idea for your next game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not bitter or anything. Yeah, yeah. Ted Ted talks about one of his happiest moments early on in the game was when he got outvoted because he had this idea for this concept, and like I said, it's sort of the game was his baby all along. But when when some issues finally started coming up where he was being outvoted, he was like, "It's working. The the, the having this run as a democracy is actually working now." Um, Interesting. And uh, I really want to know what that was, though. What was Honestly. the first thing you were outvoted on? Honestly, I can't remember. I think it might have been I mean, like it wasn't like a huge thing that you know I thought I was gonna die. Okay, but, I was hoping it would be something funny. Like let's put clowns in the game, hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of clowns. Clowns, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just vetoed that decision. Uh, Reese, if you if you played. If you got all the achievements, you probably played through to like all the way deep into the endless mode. So you oh, maybe yeah. saw like the, the slug babies and stuff like that that got cut. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I I didn't want to to spoil the game too oh, sorry. much. Sorry, I don't uh, know. Yeah, maybe. I uh, know. I mean, I, I I'm I. It, it's your game, so I want it to be respectful. Yeah. yeah. Um, surprised sorry, to hear anybody go got that far. Oh, I was just saying, I'm surprised to hear anybody got that far. I thought it would just be like a special thing that a couple people who really did a long time and. Uh, but yeah, I've I've heard of a few people now getting to that I've point. Never, and I've, I've never known Reese to be amazing at video games, so I think he's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, since we're spoiling it, they they do give you uh, fifty dogs to help you. <laughs> oh wow! Halfway through the mode, so you're just kind of kind of just like chill and watch oh, the uh, the commentary. That was added right at the end of development, and <laughs> when after like three years of pent up rage and stuff. And this was to me a um, a video game equivalent of like at the end of a concert when you just smash the guitar. Wanted <laughs> to have something just where it just dogs. killed the yeah, just killed the frame rate. Absolutely <laughs> broke everything. <laughs> just ruined. Yeah, and actually, I was looking into whether it was possible to hand out a Steam achievement or hitting a certain frame rate, like a low enough frame rate. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like redistributive too, because if somebody's playing on like a really high-end machine, they might not hit it. But if somebody's playing on like a crap laptop, they, then they get this extra Chivo for getting a, a, a 15 frames per second. So. You, get a, you get a class trader achievement for going over 144 frames. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, I was flagging at about wave 20, and I was just, and then you dumped all the dogs on me, and I was just like, all right, so I guess we're just partying here at the end. And I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, nice. otherwise, you can't read because we, we had all those like little developer notes, and you can't read them if mm-hmm. you're you know, struggling to survive. I'm glad you did because you told me about uh, Matapakos, the dog, and I went and looked yeah. that up. And that is one of the coolest stories I've heard like recently. Hey, people love that um, dog. Yeah, Reese was telling me before we started about uh, the Antifa doggo. Yeah, and there's been a few, like all of, like uh, there's been several in in Greece, and then there is uh, you know the more famous one right now in in Chile. It's uh, I don't know dogs. The dogs see groups of humans and they form their own alignments, and so far they've they've uh, they've chosen right side when given the choice. I don't know. I guess police <laughs> dogs are so indoctrinated. They don't like they <laughs> yeah. they hate pigs. <laughs> uh, since we're talking about that develop, uh, developer commentary is you mentioned the protesters in chile uh meant a lot to the uh to y'all yeah. and i'm curious if you'd be interested in going a little bit more into that um just as an aside there's, there's tons of, of references and little things references to actual protests in this and, mm-hmm. and i guess there's even a reference to chile because um one of the villains in like Bay, Bayou is is saying, uh, "Do you want a free helicopter ride?" And this and that and that. When the helicopter mm-hmm. comes out at you, um, there's some references there, but they're old. And with the Chilean protests, were going on like while we were finishing up the game. Um, you know, protesters were still being uh, shot and killed uh, during those protests. And so there were a few different ideas that we had right at the end. Um, like uh, we were thinking about, oh well, laser pointers, we can do that. And, <laughs> um, oh, like the saxophone bard, like the, the you know, the uh, that's a famous little meme now from from the Chilean protests. You know, it just seemed the whole game kind of makes light of a very real topic. This one, it, it felt like it was right. making light of a very specific real pro- topic where people get were getting hurt right now. You know, like it, it, it just it crossed you know, a line. I, th- I think the agitprop goes down better as kind of this broader pastiche as well. Sure. 
rather than than invoking these specific moments and then it being serious time in the in the beat 'em up game. Serious time in yeah. the beat 'em up game where there's I saw in that intro cutscene there's like a shipping crate with sixty nine on it. I was like, ah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. All the little intro, all the little uh, Easter eggs in that introduction. It's like a ton of them. I was thinking, oh, a lot of these are just it's so juvenile. Come on, guys. And then and then people like on Twitter are like, oh man, this was the funniest thing. I stand corrected. <laughs> I personally love that stuff. The the popsy achievement I thought was incredibly funny, yeah. even if it's a. A little dated, it has been injected into the the lore of all the stuff that you're talking about. So I think it still it still works. Yeah, uh, that and that was going on when we added it. That was going that was current. Like like we added that a week after that commercial came out. Uh, it was just the game's yeah. been in development a long time. Oh yeah, it's like the Pepsi thing. Is like oh man, that's <laughs> that's almost a dated reference now. It's been so long. <laughs> It's still funny though. I like the gift where you throw the Pepsi can at the cops and they just beat the shit out of you. That's all. <laughs> Behind the scenes, they beat you harder. Like, like they have a little bit of boost to their attack and their speed and stuff. If you if you're handing them a Pepsi can and they break formation <laughs> and they do this and that, like it is counterproductive to try to hand them a soda. But I gotta run off here. Cool. We really appreciate uh, you, you talking to us, and I don't know. I love the game, um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited about the episode. Me you too. guys so much for um, interviewing us. We appreciate. We we'll do what we can. We're doing what we can to help uh, promote it. We've uh, I got uh, two copies of the games for our friend K uh, from the YouTube channel K and Skittles. He's oh yeah, the- I love the work you did with like the little ferret heads on. Yeah, <laughs> I got a, a WhatsApp message this morning from my, or not this, this afternoon from my nephew in France, and mm-hmm. he was saying, "I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the game, uh, you know, be streamed." And it was K and Skittles. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I also sent over a copy to uh, Celestia. They were super fucking excited for the game. So I, was like, I gotta get it into the hands of these two people. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're busy and and you know have a lot of yeah. recommendations throw your way, but I think Celestia and uh, yeah. and y'all are very much kindred souls in terms of uh, leftists creating video games. Yeah, yeah, and I, I feel like the 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 witch one um, um, I can play with my kid. Bewitching revolution. I feel like I can play that with my kid, which is always appreciated. And then the new one, I don't want to Google anything about it because like the CIA little case study. A many fingered hand, I think. Yeah, sort of like one of those true crime podcast things where you're like, you can, it's a real thing. So you can go to the Wikipedia article oh, and find yeah. out what actually happens, but it's better to go for the ride. So I'm like mm-hmm. careful not to look up what that's based on or what anything about it. And I'm just going to experience it once the game yeah. comes out. I'm doing that with all knowledge in general, just in case Celestia makes any games <laughs> and not because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oddrath had a question about review bombing. If you had like any kind of specific plan in place f- to deal with it, eh, I, I the publisher, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, GOG. It's nice. They have that a uh, verified owners rating versus the overall rating, and it's nice to break those out. And got like a four point nine. Like generally, the people who bought it, especially early on with any game, it's the people who were excited about it who are gonna 
view it first. And so things start off pretty positive. Still, that was like, I've never seen such a big divide between overall rating and verified users rating. It was like 4.9 verified users, and then three, uh, 2.9 or 3 on overall, because it was just many people getting on there giving one-star reviews. Um, but I think uh, I think the publisher rallied the troops or something because all of a sudden there was like 20 or 30 people giving five-star reviews who were not verified purchase. Right. So ultimately, I think that's fine. Um, I think this sort of game, it's it's the kind of game that spreads through word of mouth and uh, people who are interested in it, uh, you know, I don't think they'll be dissuaded because some negative reviews that were review yeah bomb. i don't think they're gonna see keck hitler 59's review exactly of this it's like these soy boys made a game job go give them a helicopter rob and they're not they're not gonna yeah. be dissuaded by that and you yeah. can correct me if uh, i'm wrong here but it seems like you know a part of the intent is to be provocative it's a leftist fantasy and that's yeah, exactly. just gonna make people upset no matter what yeah. I wouldn't call it part of the part of the intention, but it is an acknowledged side effect that we would kind of expect. And it means TV, one of the best boosts in there in people's interest in it was when Fox kept going in there, like going about this this leftist oh my uh, God. Uh, streaming service. <laughs> and, and that sort of ridiculous trial, it helped them in the end that 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 a lot of people Find out about the streaming service that wouldn't have otherwise. That's the thing that's crazy about social media and shit like that is that you don't ever, unless you literally get harassed off the platform, you you literally never lose anything from like fights or beefs or controversies because it just gains you attention. Yeah. So, and then all the people that are aligned against the people fighting with you just like follow you. I I know this. I've discovered this uh, unintentionally by just like fighting with just shithead gamers for like the longest time <laughs> and just like the same people I, I fought i followed would like show up in the thread and be like you're shit i'll kill you and i'll just like yeah cool that was there was the thought of that i i don't think we're gonna I, you know we definitely haven't done it yet and i don't think we will but there was the thought uh, a while back of like hey what if we went on some of those right-wing reddits or you know kotaku in action or something and just sort of planted a little seed planted a little a little seed there at this point i'm pretty sure it's found its way there organically you don't need to do that yourself (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's uh you should make a secret version uh, a pirate game version for people and like try and spread it on like these alt-right places and then just like the pirated version just i have fucking i have no idea it just fucks with them somehow no. Oh man, yeah. Like Game Dev Tycoon. <laughs> Game Dev Tycoon has this really funny bit where it's like if you download the pirated version, you slowly can't make any money because your game is being pirated too much. That's brilliant. <laughs> I was un- I didn't know about that. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of games that release like a the false flag pirated copy. Yeah. Oh, like can I put a screamer in there? <laughs> Screamer, but it's the the international. <laughs> it's if, goat. If ever... It's just goatsy, but like the Soviet anthem is just playing at like twenty five plus decibels. Yeah. The thing is, we don't really mind the pirates. Like that's the thing. It's like I almost don't want to, because you know, if we were worried about piracy, we wouldn't have put it on you know, itch and and GOG that don't have DRM. Uh, and we've and we've specifically, you know, people have said I, I'm can't afford it we'll give them keys if we hear of those people specifically but if somebody 
Well, they can't afford it and they and they pirate it. We're not worried about that at all. So it, I would hate to sort of taunt those people too much. Yeah. But uh, I have to I've got so many questions left and we're already at like an hour 20. So I'll try and do like quick fire. OK, so Jarhead Cunts asks Nintendo is a famously non-controversial slash family friendly almost to a fault. Did you anticipate uh, any pushback in licensing the switch port i was also surprised like how you managed to get like the game on switch when it's like it does seem like something nintendo would not be cool with i was i was very because i had to give the pitch right they they do concept approval first right i had and i had to go through that process twice actually uh with the first publisher and then they again by ourselves um so i I wrote the copy for for that like the our pitch document basically i wrote i wrote the the text for that and i was very particular i read read over it so many times of like making us sound very professional uh making us sound very reasonable um and generally if your game doesn't (laughs) just scrawled in crayon on like an a4 piece of paper (laughs) gritty fucks your dad (laughs) and send it to nintendo (laughs) it was um I was very concerned that they were not going to approve the concept. Once they do, I think they have a history of then not letting you publish it just for concept reasons. Mm. Um, so we were kind of in at that point. But like I, I, I think I said this earlier about um, uh, we were nervous to even submit to Nintendo uh, with a date change. We were kind of concerned that if we look at everything again, whenever you change anything, and we're concerned that uh, somebody might flag it at that point uh um because you know leftists are held to a, a a different standard people are more yeah uh, there's more of a taboo taboo there and um mm-hmm. yeah we were we're concerned about that and uh i mean it's been on there a few days now so it's not an issue it's it worked okay so mario secretly confirmed for antifa awesome yeah yeah <laughs> uh, we have a uh we haven't pushed the update yet but there's a uh, tom nook reference that we put in the game like a month ago oh uh, really for animal crossing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, is this the one where it, we got in trouble for making jokes about Tom Nook being a landlord? No joke. People got real upset <laughs> <laughs> about oh. uh, casting Tom Nook in a negative light. So that might even be a bigger oh, is it a bigger no. blow up? Yeah, just giving you a heads up. <laughs> it's in Greek. I don't think I don't think many people because it's Luke and Nico's oh, like reference. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's uh, yeah. Um, no, they they won't get that part. Goes. People got so fucking mad. It's like. Fuck you, Tom Nook's not a landlord. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Just um, like we did, uh, we did get a death threat. <laughs> one death threat. It was uh, it's undeniable. I don't know. It's a. Uh, yes. It's. It was very funny in retrospect. Uh, at the time, it was sort of like, what the hell is happening? What is wrrong with these people? It was like the thing from They Live. It's just fucking. <laughs> They've had their their personal identities so tied into Nintendo products that now they're just just getting fucking yeah. furious at us. That's another thing. I was hesitating pushing the update because once again I was nervous that Nintendo would re-review it when they do the right. re-lot check and and then reject it. So even though I had this this update sitting there for a month, I haven't submitted it because I was worried Nintendo would be like, nope. So now I should probably. Sit. But yeah, it's yeah. Luke and Nikos, and, he, and he's quoting like the Communist Manifesto and that famous line of like, uh, "Let the ruling class tremble." He talk, and then he goes off. If if you're on the Nintendo version, it goes off and says like, "Especially, uh, especially raccoon capitalists." Uh. Um, but in in Greek, it's really cool because in Greek, the the word raccoon, if you use it as an adjective, is also the word racist. 
So it can be read as either especially racist capitalists or especially raccoon capitalists, either way. (laughs) And if you're playing in Japanese, though, it says uh, Tanuki capitalist because there's a Greek word for Tanuki, which is weird. Um, But uh, but canonically, canonically, Nook is a Tanuki in Japanese versions of Animal Crossing and a raccoon in in other versions. And that's why the game took four years is uh, (laughs) things like this, this attention to detail. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right, Conky's got another question. Uh, are you using any commercial software during development, or are they all open source? Like, I guess uh, just questions about like what tools you guys use. For uh, no, it's a Unity game. It's a Unity game. We couldn't have put it onto uh, Switch. Technically, it's possible to write a C sharp game and and get it on, on Switch and like not use an engine, but it's it's damn near impossible. Um, it would be really cool to make an open source software games uh, i love the developers that that take the time to do that and at least you know these free and open source games like only on linux and stuff but now this this one used an engine and it used unity i see Celestia has like a giant <laughs> mega thread of questions but i think one of the ones i'm the most curious about asking is uh uh did you have to deal with crunch and if so how so i mean we didn't have bosses we were our own bosses so they they weren't at us to get it done by this or that ship date or anything like that but we also went to um also wanted it to be done at some point and we also put it on uh at some conventions so leading up to the conventions there was always like well we want this feature to be in there by then and we want this feature to be in there by then we ended up crunching there and um so just we don't want to nobody wants to be the bottleneck i think that mm. What I've seen in indie devs team where somebody tries to make a game completely by themselves, usually it takes a very long time. But if they're making it with another person, you're trying not to disappoint or delay things for that person. And they're trying not to delay it for you. And uh, it tends to move things along quicker. Um, this game took a long darn time, but it would have taken a lot longer if, if it wasn't for concept of just not wanting to be the bottleneck. We wanted we wanted a uh, May first. We wanted an International Workers Day ship date, and that was just a decision we had made. And so we were kind of crunching two or three months ago, trying to make that happen. Uh, it almost happened. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that was that was up to us, you know. They, like any any crunch was our own, and it's it's a little different. Uh, okay, having self self inflicted crunch is a little better the palate than uh, inflicted by a boss. I'm curious how that works with your. Uh, relationship with means tv as the publisher i mean usually it's like the publisher who sets the deadline and then the developer has to like scramble to meet that deadline yeah i imagine means tv probably not the sort of vicious uh ea of the left (laughs) just being like finish it now or no bonuses no they absolutely 100 percent no pressure from them it was it was just a conversation it was just a conversation of what what day did we think was good and then um marketing opportunities they saw of like hey well we could announce on may 1st or we could do this and that and uh we had we we agreed to some sort of deadline at some point but mm. it was i think we even moved it a little bit and they and just via email we were like hey is it cool if we move this deadline and they said sure now it would have been maybe different if they were coming in earlier in the process um I can't imagine they would have been, you said, the EA of the left or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not as many of those issues even had to come up because the game was 90% done when, when they came in. Right. I'm curious. So they're publishing the game, but like, what kind of support does that actually entail? 
it's mostly been publicity. They they are not taking much. Their ultimate plan is to build something like they have for video content. Right. Where it's a collective and all of these content producers are members sort of in, in that collective and, and they, they uh, the profits of it are distributed to all of the, the people who made the, the video content. They, they're looking to build something like that for games, but just to sort of dip their toes in the water, the relationship we have is a little bit more you know, traditional sure developer uh relationship uh, if it you know laid back but a little more traditional where they're just taking an incredibly small cut and using that for means and uh um, so they're making money with with a product right? sounds capitalist to <laughs> me yeah, i'm just gonna keep making that same dumb joke yeah. and i when we were getting into it you know um you know i'm like oh this this could be good maybe they'll you know help with this and that as it is like as as actually the thing comes to ship i'm like oh man so many different things means has been jumping in there with talking to all of the media outlets yeah but that's cool that like means tv has like all these connections that can help yeah. i mean really there's tons of people that'd be interested in a game like this and yeah. just the concepts it's just a matter of actually getting people aware of it, getting eyes yeah. on it. Yeah. And Means knows the exact crowd would be interested in this, that, that would get the references, enjoy the jokes. And they're so incredibly cued into that. I, I don't see how this launch would have gone without them. It would have been, yeah. it's just, you know, a, a few people would have played, some people would have enjoyed it. Some people would have stumbled into it, but with this, they're just totally, totally cued, cued into that crowd. And like you said, the connections they have, they sent it, sent it to AOC. Nice. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope she doesn't. <laughs> like, like I would hate. Like I was. I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. Maybe she'll play. Maybe she'll enjoy. It. That'd be amazing. And then I'm like, yeah, maybe she'll even talk about it. I'm like, oh, God, I hope she doesn't talk about it because I don't. That would suck so bad for her to get like <laughs> or vitriol. Like, right. she already does. I don't know. People would people cancel jump on her. You just like they send a copy to Bernie. It's like I'm going to play this game where I kill cops. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want her getting in any more trouble than she than she already gets in. You hear about stuff like you know for exposure being a joke, but Means TV did really seem to uncork uh, things for this game, like. I had heard about it already coming up, but then like right before the interview, I see people like Hassan the Hun playing it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's that's not nothing. That's I think that's some real oh. exposure. He's, oh, a, he's a big boy streamer. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, is there any more questions for the lightning round? I think we're probably getting up there in I, I think we've got probably like one last one, and it ties into something you said. You have to edit all this. So. I know it's going to be hell. <laughs> it's like any time it goes over an hour, it's just like, oh no, editing. <laughs> so the last question I think is related to our discussion about Means TV. It's like, what kind of things can we look forward to in the future? If you know from like either your team or Means TV, like what's the What's the future look like for leftist gaming? I don't presume to speak for all of leftist gaming, but um, <laughs> with means, the thing they're interested in building uh, would be kind of a cool concept. It would be similar to what they've done with with uh, with video content, right? Um, of having a collective of these of these uh, video game content creators and and I don't know supporting each other in the ways that that video game creators can definitely support each other. I mean, just play testing alone and and yeah, give each other notes, so help with yeah. technical stuff. Um, something that that this game's release has helped them 
because they they were new to video games like they i mean obviously they played them but they they uh had never published or worked in, in games at all right um, so this has clued them into that whole community uh and so there's there's you know, every time they post anything they're like hey you should talk to this creator and you should talk to this creator so now they're they're in touch with those people and and starting to talk about next steps um if they want to some point pull the trigger and actually create the thing they've been talking about creating this this game is sort of the the money that comes from this game is sort of funding that it's it's funding hell yeah uh, creation of something like that that's awesome yeah it it, it could be uh, really neat if, if that gets built i hope we can see more like awesome games from different creators uh, in the future yeah. like i hope maybe Celestia could make a game for them or That'd be wonderful yeah, and having that funding, like, because it, it takes so much time, and so right. like you, ha- you can't have a full time job and really a game justice and get it out in any reasonable time frame. <laughs> right. Um. So you know, being able to have you know, provide some sort of stipend to people as they're creating, it would it would free people up to make some amazing amazing art. And I don't I don't think future games would be quite as on the nose <laughs> as. <laughs> as tonight we riot is where it's like right you know have their explicit politics but um it might be something a little more understated yeah and maybe you could speak to this um i imagine too that there's some value in i don't i don't know like the means platform or brand similar to tv is that if a game's coming out on means games it has a different kind of feel when it comes out. Then it's like, oh, there's this cool leftist game among the seven zillion games on Steam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So you can maybe, if you're paying attention to that a little bit more than one would the Steam page, yeah. which is a nightmare. I've been so nervous, and I've been really nervous about that because this is their first foray into that, right? So we're sort of defining that people can come to expect, sort of defining that brand, I guess. I don't know. Whenever I hear about, oh, maybe the game has this bug or that bug. Um, what's his name that giant streamer you were talking about he hit a bug that i had never mm-hmm. seen before it was like and it was like a it was a soft lock it was like a game breaking bug he had hit that i had never seen before and my like that got me in the heart and it, if it was just some game i had made and means wasn't associated with, with it or anything i'd be like oh well maybe some people will look at that and say i don't want to buy the game oh, that's fine i'm not starving like I, I'm, I'm doing okay this was my side project um and that's too bad but the fact that i'm sort of that we're sort of representing the means brand as they start to branch into games that's a huge mm-hmm. amount of pressure right now yeah i'm i've probably concerned with that that if the game's not good <laughs> that that people will start to associate that with with means it's, it's of course internal it's not like this is putting any pressure at all um but i could see that being um yeah, being the first is weird and and defining uh what might come next for means is really, really weird. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't suck too bad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll oh, see. recent recent streams like it. Mr. Good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun. It's a fun game. Credit to, to Ted. It's the art I think is really compelling and interesting. Um, yeah. And I think what he said about his influences really came off and, I, I, and yeah, evocative. I really, it was very evocative when he said, uh, ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah. well in there he 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 had said snes so that's you know metal slug he he kept saying make it feel more like metal slug he said that again and again uh, when we were developing it and i had never played metal slug so finally my wife and i went out to a arcade bar here in chicago and oh, just nice. sat down with a cabinet of metal slug and played all the way through in a night 
And mm -hmm. I'm like, that's okay. That is a fantastic game and something to strive for. Dope. But uh, I think that's probably us taking up enough of your time. Uh, where can people find this game? How much is it? It is, it is $15. It's a fight for $15. Know, a reference to what, oh. what minimum wage reference to what minimum wage should have been probably years ago at this point yeah uh, 2009 and, uh, um that's that's the thing we we when we were coming up with the price we were like oh yeah a fight for 15 get it it's great and wow. uh but we haven't really used that in marketing because it's like it's kind of out of date at this point but yeah because yeah. now it's like uh, uh minimum wage needs like 20 bucks or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah fight, like that. fight for 27 Right. It's funny. Uh, uh, just the week before it came out on Steam, they changed the pricing system so that it's a drop down. So it had to be you have to choose in USD what you want. And so it was fourteen ninety nine. And I'm like, come, I just want it to be 15. But they made me make it uh, $14.99. No, that's anyway. that thing where they're like, oh, it's only $14 because your brain because you got a, a dumb, you know, ape brain. It's $14.99 apparently on Steam. Uh, if you're into that, it's um, on OG and Itch.io. And on the Nintendo eShop, uh, all $15. And uh, it's on Linux and Windows and Mac and the Switch. All right. And where can people find you on the social media so they can tell you about how you're, you're making money with, social, with a game? Oh, yeah. What, what, you're paying a target on my back. No, I'm, I'm on there. Uh, <laughs> I'm Stevie Two Pants on Twitter, but really you just look up Tonight We Riot on Twitter. Right. You'll probably find me replying to people, anybody who saw a bug or something, and uh, replying to people like that. But All right. Well, I think that's it for today. So. Thank you for your time. Like, this is. Oh, no problem. Yeah. We love making goofs. We like playing games. We like the, when those games allow us to fulfill our dark fantasies of killing a cop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, till next time. Well, uh, you you should look at our Twitter at twitter.com/vigatwito. The first letters yes. in video games are the worst thing on earth. Video games are the worst. .co, where you can find all of our uh, episodes. And uh, yeah, not gonna plug my Twitter or Alton's Twitter this time. Yeah, it's gonna throw it's gonna throw a curveball. Fuck. Just <laughs> All end right. it. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Hey, everyone. Fuck.